Welcome back once more to Talking Point. It's the last segment of the program, and uh, maybe what I'm going to be talking about now is you've probably had your fair share of it, and you don't want to hear about it, but I think it is important. Now, we have been focusing extensively on ESCOM energy crisis with load shedding schedules, a new timetable that we had to schedule our lives around. And this schedule and this timetable keeps on changing. Others are saying, well, it gives me time with my family, it takes me away from the TV. That, that's the positive side of it. But for many, it's saying, um, you know, how, how far and how long will this go on? Well, I have Glenn Ashton with me. Uh, he's a columnist for the S. Okay, the South African Civil Society Information Service, and he's also the editorial, or on the editorial board of the South African Journal of Natural Medicine. Glenn, a very good evening, and thanks for joining me on Voice of the Cape. Okay, only our pleasure. We've got a bit of an echo on that line there. I don't know if you want to move around, Glenn, but once more, thanks very much for your time. If we look at load shedding at the moment, please explain the difference between the different stages that they are talking about. Many people are saying now, oh, in, in Cape Town, you have the city of Cape Town that supplies many areas. I am one of those who directly get affected by ESCOM, that they bill me directly. Um, but I hear from both sectors, people are saying, I don't even, this, the, the, the schedules that we've got here, it's, it's hopeless. <laughs> They're not keeping to it. Glenn? Yeah, look, <laughs> difficult for, for the man in the street to, to, get, to get a handle on. Um, there are schedules, as you say, posted up by ESCOM and posted by the City of Cape Town on various websites. Um, but basically, there's, there's four levels of load jetting. Um, at the moment, I think we're in schedule, schedule two. The first is very light. Basically, each area has, has a one, sort of one session out a day of two hours. Um, with a second, then, it's, then you have two and and then and can increase until you've basically got four four sessions, which is basically eight hours a day that that, that you would be at uh, if if we're in the heaviest uh, degree of load shedding. Mm. So ESCOM's basically just trying to phase all of the areas so that the load is balanced throughout the country according to the generating capacity. And as we know, they're having a lot of problem with that, and which is the generating was. But they're chatting this problem that we're all sitting with. Yeah, I'm sitting mm. in the dark here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was listening to Andrew Itzinger today and explaining about the, uh, you know, the generators and, and where it's at. Uh, it's a strange thing today. I heard of many people saying they're taking the positives out of it. One guy is saying, I'm playing more with my kids, so, you know, soccer, cricket. Uh, <laughs> others are saying, well, my relationship with my wife has improved. We're chatting more to each other. <laughs> but, it's remarkable. It's remarkable how much one gets, more, you know, one gets more in touch with 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 one's family. You know, if if, if one is removed from the electronic media, or the internet, uh, you know, the TV, and all of that sort of thing, <laughs> I think it's, it, it's it's quite healthy, you know, in in a big way. And yeah, we have to we have to be positive about it. Um, it's a bit of a problem when one's cooking supper and, no, no. and the power goes off, but. Uh, yeah, we just have to make the best of a bad situation, I'm afraid. Yeah. My, my buddy says, well, those are the times when he bries and he enjoys a bry. But then on a serious note now, um, if we... Uh, are, are we unique to it? Or, or do we have countries that go through what we are going through currently? No, there are many other countries that go through what we're going through, many a lot worse. Uh, look, I mean, we, we, we're in Africa. We, <laughs> we have always been one of the brightest lights in, in Africa. 
um, is, come, is, is the biggest power producer in Africa. It's, it's the fifth biggest um, electricity utility in the world. Uh, it, it, it's a huge, it's a huge business. But at the moment, uh, because of pushing the system so hard um, and, and failing to follow up on, it's failing to be able to service the, the, the existing power stations, let alone bring any new power stations into into production. Uh, you know, the, the new Madupi power station is, is running sort of two and a half, three years behind schedule. Um, the first modules are meant to be coming online over December, but uh, those are again evidently delayed. So, yeah, we, 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 we're not alone. Botswana evidently is having, because we supply Botswana oh, to a yes. large extent, and they're having much heavier load shedding than we are. Nigeria is notorious. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's everybody in Nigeria has a generator in their backyard, uh, and you're lucky if you get eight hours uh, of, of power a day in, in, in a city like Lagos. Uh, so, yeah, no, we, we're pretty fortunate. We, our, our system generally works pretty well, uh, but we've got a lot of catching up to do. Oh, no, certainly. Uh, uh, Glenn, also, I do know there is an African country, name escapes me, and I know we supply them uh, with um, electricity. Um, does it? Do we stop that as a country, the supplies, once we are battling on our side? Yes, yeah, I've, I've heard Andrew Ettinger talking about that today, and, and yeah, once our supply is constrained, we don't export electricity, which is why, as I said, this is why Botswana is, is, is um, not getting power from us at the moment, and they're having quite severe blackouts. Uh, I don't know why they call it load shedding. It's really, it should just be a, a, mm. a blackout um, or a greyout or whatever, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, there are other countries. At the moment, we're a net importer. We're importing quite a lot of power. We import a lot of power from Kvorabasa and, and the hydroelectric power schemes in Mozambique. So, yeah, we don't, we, we import more than we're exporting at the moment. And, uh, Glenn, also, you know, when we look at, um the various options that government was considering there was one nuclear power versus what we currently have your views on it all alternative well, you know we've, we've induced we've introduced a hang of a lot of renewable energy at the moment but one of the problems is because the grid is so unstable at the moment the estimate cannot connect all of the new solar and and renewable energy onto the grid until the grid becomes more stable. But actually, it's quite, a, it's quite a, an extreme situation. If ESCOM doesn't manage the grid, and, and, and balancing the grid is evidently a very stressful job. You know, an air traffic controller is, is the guy who's in the control tower and basically guides the aircraft down and, and, and speaks them down. And, and obviously, in an airport like Cape Town, where it's not too busy, it's not a very stressful job. But if, you, if you're working in London or New York, it's a very stressful job. But I believe the job of, of being a power balancer for a big utility like ESCOM is one of the most stressful jobs you can get because basically you having to keep your supply matched with your demand constantly. And in the situation that South Africa is in at the moment, these guys are really, it's a job that takes a lot of, a lot of experience. You're flying by the seat of your pants sometimes, but you obviously guided very much by, you know, you, you know what power is, is coming in and you, and, and you, you, you know what's going on, so yeah, it, it, it's a it's a very tricky job that some of these guys have to do. Problem is, if ESCOM doesn't do it properly, um, if the grid crashes, as they say, you know, you can mm. you have a computer crash, but if you have a grid crash, uh, South Africa could basically be. Uh, with, we could all have the lights out the entire country for up to a month to 
balancing job that ESCOM is, is stuck with at the moment. And, and uh, you know, everybody likes to blame ESCOM, but uh, on the other hand, a lot of the blame is really down to poor political and economic uh, planning in the past. Mm. Um, in, in, the, in the late 90s, specifically, uh, a lot of mistakes were made in that time, uh, which we, we, are, we are paying for now. And, and, you know, I don't know, building nuclear power stations, that's going to take us at least 25 years. Oh. Every nuclear power station that's being built around the world, Okalupo up in Finland, is, I think, seven or eight years behind schedule. Um, the, the, there's a French station that's name escapes me at the moment. They're also very far behind schedule. All of these things, all of the nuclear power bills come in way over cost. It's a very, very expensive uh, energy generating scheme. And what's interesting is we're seeing around the world now that wind energy has become the cheapest uh, source of, of, of energy around. It's cheaper than, than coal, even it's a lot cheaper than nuclear. Um, but interestingly, in South Africa, and specifically in the Western Cape, we rely on peaking power stations, which is a closed-cycle so uh, closed gas turbine, which are basically run on diesel. They're basically a jet engine coupled to a generator. And, and there's a couple up near um, Atlantis. There's one up in Century City, which you sometimes drive past and end when you can hear it, and, and it roars. These things run on diesel, and they cost about, I think it's, five or six rand per kilowatt hour to produce it to, to produce one unit of electricity costs five or six rand that we're paying you know at most one rand fifty four. Oh. So they, they're producing electricity at a hangover loss at the moment. So we're, we're we're in a very tricky situation. There are many alternative ways to deal with it. We need to decentralize the grid. ESPOM is, is a monolith. It's it, it's a dinosaur. Uh, and we need to diversify that, have uh, smaller producers feeding into the grid. But until such time, as, as I said, until such time that we stabilize the grid, we're going to struggle to, to get anybody else connected, and that's the problem. Yeah, absolutely. When you mentioned the extremely poor planning, uh, um, I listened to it, um, you know, as a layperson, uh, the two new power stations, they say, should have been planned long ago, and uh, ESCOM banking on them, and when they up and running, um, your take, Glenn, uh, maybe you can unbundle it a little better for me? Yeah, look, ESCOM, uh, that's uh, Kassili and Maduki, um, mm. Maduki is, is supposed to be coming online now, and Kassili, I think, in in a, in a year and a half or a year's time. Um, they've been delayed for a lot of reasons. Uh, first of all, the subcontractors, the, some of the main subcontractors, the, the, um, the uh, Hitachi who were responsible for boilers, there were problems there, there were problems with switchgear. There was a lot of uh, labor unrest, strikes, uh, just about everything. Everything that could possibly go wrong that everything that could go wrong went wrong with 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 Madupi and uh, you know as I said just now Madupi is meant to be up and running um, but it ain't going to happen until at least the middle of next year the end of next year by which time we'll probably be three years behind schedule and as far as Casilli goes uh, I don't know nobody's even talking about that when we when we have both of these stations online then we should have a fairly reliable supply of electricity um, for the meantime. Uh, and then, then ESCOM is going to be able to service the existing stations, which are being run flat out with very little maintenance. And what 
causes these these um these, these blackouts that we're getting at the moment because the stations are basically just breaking down. Mm. Len, I've got to leave it there. I still had a question because for me, um, major problems come January and all our industries are up and running, but I'm going to have to leave that question sure. for a later time. I've just been told we've got to rip, wrap. Glenn, thanks very much for your time with me on Voice of the Cape this evening. Good chatting. Thanks very much for having me. Only our pleasure. Thanks and bye-bye. Well, that was Glenn Ashton there. He is a columnist with the South African Civil Society Information Service and he's also on the editorial board of the South African Journal of Natural Medicine. Well, I'm going home. I've got to dust off my little uh, paraffin lamp and take out the candles. (laughs) Supper by candle night when I get get home tonight. Well, it's been my pleasure, my privilege being in your company. It feels like being back again. We'll do likewise tomorrow evening with another edition of Talking Point, inshallah. So, my thanks to Nazim Peterson, sound engineer. Yusuf Fisher is in-house. So, from me, Jamil, pleasant evening. And I say to you, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.